Hey, what up, Long Beach? Welcome back to another episode of the only podcast that covers Long Beach State Athletics. It is the LB Fee Show, hosted by the 562.org. I am JJ Fiddler, and obviously, the man of the hour, Andy Fee. How are you, Andy? I'm doing well. Hope uh, your week is off to a great start. It is. It's always a good start talking to you, man. You, you doing okay over there? You getting out and running? Yeah, got, got, I'm going for a run after we're done taping this. I will be uh, hitting the pavement. Nice, nice. Now, are you changing up the route at all? Are you kind of staying consistent through this time of being consistent? Well, I've got I've got two two routes. One uh, from the house, basically down Park to uh, to Dog Beach and back. That's uh, six miles total round trip. And then I do a another one where I run. I, I call it the inland route, where I'll run past the pyramid and kind of towards uh, Studebaker and loop around campus. And essentially, that's about a six mile loop as well so i've got kind of the beach you know the the seaside loop and then the uh the inland loop but uh, those are kind of the two although i gotta come up with, i think i gotta come up with a third well the inland loop now includes seeing student athletes working out on campus basketball team is out there doing their thing uh on the on the field and then also on the tennis courts where you guys have put in outdoor hoops it's got to be so nice to see those kids out working again yeah, you know, obviously it's not the the perfect scenario that, that we would ever draw up, but I think, you know, in terms of just the joy of being around the sport that that you love, if you're a student athlete or a coach, it, it's really meaningful. And then as an athletic director or, or just anybody affiliated with the program, it's just great seeing smiles and people getting a little bit of, uh, you know, that taste back in their mouth. So those outdoor workouts, is it kind of as much as you guys could possibly do, you know, getting the outdoor basketball hoops at uh, Rhodes Tennis Center? Like, is that pretty much all you could all you could accomplish at this point before you guys go back inside, hopefully? Yeah, essentially. So, um, you know, we work with uh, local uh, public health, the city of Long Beach Health Department and then the county health department. And uh, we've got very specific protocols and practice plans that, that we need to adhere to. And that's who can touch the ball and who can pass the ball or who can rebound or not rebound. And uh, so it becomes very convoluted and there's a lot of details to it. But, um, you know, again, it's, it's not, not what we would ever draw up. But, you know, as a, you know, hey, something is better than nothing. That's all I know. So what, they, what are these kids doing? I mean, are they out like literally just shooting by themselves, getting their own rebound and the coaches are watching them? Is that the, is that the limitations we're dealing with out there? So there's small groups. So they're in little cohorts and um, essentially it's kind of like roommates that, that stick together and um, they'll set up cones on the, on the court and, you know, practice, you know, curls and, you know, uh, you know, they'll get the ball passed to them by their roommate. Um, so they're just doing little drills. It, it's not a ton dribbling drills, um, getting their shot up. So, it, you know, again, it's not ideal, but um, it's a good start. So, you know, the big piece is, uh, and I'm sure you and, and a lot of people are curious about is, well, when are you going to go inside? When do you get to go um, and get in the pyramid? Uh, we are still in a holding pattern, although we're working on some ideas. We, we hope to, to be inside. I, I'm really hoping um, by um, the beginning of next week um, to be indoors practicing and, 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 and really getting ready. We're not very far away. I mean, it's kind of crazy that I sit here and we're actually talking, you know, 30 days away from our first game talking about, well, yeah, maybe we'll be inside <laughs> next week. Um, 
but we're going to do the best we can with what, what, what's facing us. We're not going to make excuses. We're not going to, you know, moan about what we don't have. We're going to appreciate what we do have. And what we do have is our health, um, you know, our teammates, um, our coaches, staff, and the ability to still be around one another, even if it doesn't look normal uh, to most of us. We're going to talk about the Big West Conference releasing the schedule in just a second. But before we get there, let's clarify. Not the entire Big West is on the same schedule, right? Some other teams are ahead and behind Long Beach State at this point? Yeah, so depending on where, where you are in the state of California or in Hawaii's case, obviously a different state, um, you know, public health conditions, local public health conditions vary from location to location. And uh, there is a, a, a color code uh, to the pandemic here in the state of California, meaning certain colors allow you a certain amount of activity. And, you know, unfortunately for us in LA County, you know, we're still in, in, in an area where there's limited um, opportunities. And then specific to the city of Long Beach, um, the County of Los Angeles has a public health department and they are obviously responsible for the entire county. There are two cities in the County of Los Angeles that have their own separate health departments and that's the city of Pasadena and the city of Long Beach. So we kind of have a twofold process here, meaning we work with the city of Long Beach health department and the County of Los Angeles health department. So. You know, we are a little bit behind, but we've got some unique circumstances here in Long Beach. And then certainly in the state of California, um, you know, Davis or Polly just making, you know, them up right now, but they're probably ahead of us in some ways. They're in a little more somewhat rural area. So, you know, it's, it's, it's struggle, you know, but you can't, you can't focus on, on that. I mean, certainly it, it, you know, it plays a role and an impact on us, but you know, like I said earlier, we really, you know, we're, we are working to make sure that we don't make excuses uh, because no matter where you are this year, no matter what school you're at, you're probably going to have hurdles and obstacles and get knocked down by, by COVID. So, you know, we feel like maybe, you know, we kind of took a few lumps early here in the year, but, you know, our focus is we're going to think positively that, that we're going to um, be able to go through the season with relative um, fewer uh, bumps in the road. So it's a challenge, but we'll get through it. Now, I'm just a, a lowly journalist who reads, uh, who reads news stories and gets my scientific information. Uh, and from where I'm sitting, contrary to most of the rest of the nation, the numbers are going in the right direction out here on the West Coast. Are you seeing the same thing? I know that doesn't mean anything really, but are you seeing the same thing that the numbers are headed in the right direction? Yeah, I think that the numbers that, that I've seen recently um, certainly are, are trending um, towards towards the, the right direction, so to speak. Um, that's the weird part of COVID, you know, I mean, you see kind of these flare ups in certain areas of the country and I don't want to say it comes up out of the blue, but it's, you know, suddenly the Midwest is, is, a, is, a, is a hot spot. And, you know, previously we on the West Coast are more of a hot spot. So, that's the weird part of this is that the, the, the ebb and the flow of the virus itself uh, from time to time, as I was just saying, you don't know where you're gonna exactly be, but you know, one good thing is if we can keep that trend here locally uh, to keep the uh, infection rate down and hospitalizations down and, and certainly they're doing better with the treatments, but it, it is a challenge because you know, nothing is um, a level playing field, so to speak, in terms of how the virus impacts your program. Since we last spoke on the last episode of this show, 
The Big West Conference has released its basketball schedule for both the men and the women. Long Beach State starting at the end of December, but it's going to be a back-to-back situation, not a two-games-a-week situation. The conference hoping that that can cut down on the transmission, possible transmission of COVID-19. And also, it's going to help you guys cut down on a little bit of travel because you're going to be playing back-to-back nights, mostly Friday and Saturday. The men are going to start at Riverside while the women host Riverside. Both those games basically happening at the same time. Do you like this approach? Do you like the back-to-back? Obviously, the Big West is not the only conference doing it. Yeah, I think in, in a world where, unfortunately, we, we, we don't have fans, um, you know, again, trying to reduce the transmission and, and, and potentially impact on multiple teams by, by going back to back, um, you reduce the number of teams per week that are touching one another, so to speak. So instead of, you know, four teams that, that could have um, a, an event around um, COVID, you really maybe bring it down to two. So hopefully you reduce the, the, the spread across the conference, you know, should be, um, or should there be any sort of, um, you know, spread, which you don't want. Um, so I think, you know, if the goal is to play as many games as possible on the men's and women's side, I think the back-to-back scheduling route is the best opportunity. Um, you know, you don't have a, you know, a day of rest in between, but, you know, these, these are 18 to 22 year olds. And I, I certainly you know, don't pretend that they don't leave it on the court. They, they leave everything they have on the court, but their bodies rebound. They're young. You know, I mean, um, you know, someone who's a, who's midlife now, I, I don't rebound as quick, but you know, you're going to hear from Naomi uh, in a little while. And, you know, she, she's got a lot of energy. I think our student athletes do. And I think it's the right decision. I'm, I'm, I'm supportive of it 100%. Yeah, well, let the deepest team win, I think, is probably going to be the theme of the season, playing those back-to-back games. It's going to be tough if you're only running seven or eight players out there. But obviously, you've also got the non-conference schedule that you have to put together. And the non-conference schedule, you guys want to limit the travel there as well, right? It doesn't look like you guys are going to be setting up any games where your teams are traveling outside of California. Yeah, we, we, we kind of retooled the, the, the schedules um, for both sides, men's and women, maybe with more changes on the men's side. Um, you know, originally the men were supposed to be in Puerto Rico for the, the Paradise Jam, and, and we had some other games. Um, we will we'll head up to the Bay Area, um, a little bit of uh, sharing of uh, what's going on uh, to play USF, um, University of San Francisco. Uh, we'll play at Cal Baptist. We'll play at UCLA. Uh, we'll play at the University of San Diego. Um, we'll play at LMU and that's all on the men's side. That's on the men's side. And, uh, we'll have a, uh, a home game versus, uh, university of, of, uh, Seattle, Seattle university, um, which is part of a, uh, a four game series. Um, so I think we've played, um, I think that might be game three or is I, I came in game, it's either game two or game three of the four game series. Um, so, you know, uh, in a weird way, you know, we don't have, you know, we have but one uh, home game on the men's side, but without fans, it, it doesn't really, um, you know, have much as a, a disadvantage as, as you might. On the women's side, they've got a good non-conference schedule. They're, they're staying um, in California as well. Uh, we'll open up, I believe, against William Jessup, which is an NAIA school, uh, and then we'll 
have San Diego State down at uh, down at San Diego. Uh, we'll have Seattle University as well uh, on the women's side here in Long Beach, Santa Clara, and uh, at USC. So I think they're good schedules considering you know having to to adjust things rather dramatically due to due to COVID. And again, that footprint of not not trying to travel as much as possible, you know, we'll take a flight probably up to the Bay Area, but that's a pretty simple flight, quick hop, or worst case scenario, we can even bus up up there if we wanted to. So again, you know, we're just trying to, to make things as simple and as easy as possible for the men and the women. It's obviously not easy, anything COVID uh, time for that matter, uh, but getting that non-conference schedule finished is obviously gonna take some lawyers and some health uh, officials so what is really holding you guys back from releasing that non-conference? Like what do lawyers and health officials have to agree on in order for you guys to finalize those contracts and know exactly where you're going to be playing and when you're going to be playing? Yeah. So, you know, we feel comfortable that, that, you know, that's, those are the schedules we will play. Um, but in the world of COVID each, you know, each conference appears um, from what I've seen, basically I haven't seen carbon copies. Each conference is kind of come up with their own COVID testing protocols. Now, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I think in general terms, everybody's kind of doing the same thing um, with some slight nuance and variance between conferences. And sometimes even within the conference, there's a couple different ways, whether you do a PCR test or an antigen test. So a little bit of it is just kind of hammering out the details of, you know, who's, um, you know, COVID testing protocols are gonna be used, which basically the home team um, you know, protocols. And then it's just having, you know, the general counsel from each university and, and the folks in contracts just look at it and make sure that there's nothing, um, you know, odd or bizarre in there. Um, and then just that we feel comfortable as well saying that, okay, you know, we, you know, we said, you know, hey, the Quidel test is a good test and uh, we're on board with that versus, you know, what the heck, I've never heard of that test before. I don't know anything about it. So we want to make sure that on game day, uh, you know, before the ball gets thrown up in the air, that that everybody's comfortable uh, with uh, with each other's testing protocol. So unfortunately, it takes a little more dotting of the I's and crossing of the T's. So you know, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to release that in in the near term. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, anytime you have a uh, you know the, the the legal minds looking at it, you know, you never want to get too far ahead of yourself, but. I think it's literally just kind of hammering it out. And again, I feel fairly comfortable that, you know, the, the, the schools that I described that will end up playing, but I guess there is always the chance that you know, one of those might fall through if we couldn't agree in principle and in, in, in the contract on the testing uh, guidelines, but we're fairly comfortable that we'll get it done. So you've got the back-to-backs in the conference schedule where basically you're cutting your travel in half. And then you've also got a non-conference schedule full of local teams, including a possible bus ride to San Francisco. Is that going to help you guys save money in the long run? Yeah, certainly, um, you know, the reduced travel is, is always going to save money. Uh, you know, but we still, that's why the non-conference, we, we've tried to, you know, get a kind of on both sides, a, a unique blend of, of teams so that, you know, we want to be prepared and we want to give ourselves the best, um, you know, preparation for, for conference play. But yes, it certainly does reduce. It's, it's less nights in hotels. It's less flights. Um, you know, it's, it's less, you know, meals on the road per se. 
And, you know, the nice thing is, you know, road trips are fun, you know, in some respects, but it, it's always nice to sleep in your own bed. So, you know, we think that that is, is one advantage of, of the schedule. So, you know, we'll see how it works out. You know, this is, the, especially on the men's side, the most that we've ever been probably in radius of the campus in a very long time. So it's a little different, but again, you know, for fans, we won't be able to, to have fans at our home games but we will be streaming on Beach Vision all of the games. Um, and in conference, everyone will broadcast the games and certainly we'll be on ESPN, I'm sure, a couple times throughout the year or, or other, whether it's Fox Sports. So people should uh, be able to watch us play. Uh, we wish it was in front of our fans, um, but you know, obviously in order to be uh, more careful and, and, and make sure we keep people safe, we'll just have to do it from afar. Speaking of money, are you guys even able to figure out how the budget's looking, considering that you like really don't know what Gavin Newsom's going to say in January or where you're sitting in terms of where you guys were sitting in the spring? How is the Long Beach State budget right now? Yeah, so, you know, we're, we're unfortunately, we're going to assume that uh, the state budget isn't going to get any better anytime soon. So, you know, we'll probably look at tightening the belt uh, a little bit more. Um, looking for more unique ways to, to save dollars. Uh, but that also gives us an opportunity to go out and raise money. So, you know, it, uh, you know even, even when one door closes, another opens, as we say. Absolutely. Way to stay positive, Andy. That's, that's on brand. Speaking of positivity, I know there's a lot of people who are out there hoping that the spring sports and the fall sports, who obviously are waiting in the wings to see what happens with basketball, can also get back on campus uh, you know, how are they feeling and how are you feeling about getting them back on campus? Yeah, so the CEOs, as, as we like to call them, those are the presidents and chancellors of the Big West schools. Uh, they focused primarily on getting basketball uh, up and running, so to speak, in terms of what the conference schedule is going to look like and the testing protocols and all of that. And uh, using that as a blueprint for the other sports. So I, I expect in the next hopefully two weeks, um, we'll have a lot more, um, you know, answers on, you know, what do, if, if we are going to make any changes to the, to the conference schedules or any of the other play for those fall or spring sports, we should have that sorted out here um, in the near term. So, you know, we have, we have a lot going on and, and so it'll be interesting to see what it, lo what it looks like, but, you know, we're going to try and, and, and continually keep people engaged. Um, you know, one thing I, I, I should have mentioned earlier, you know, when we were talking about, um, you know, what does the state budget look like is um, we're going to have our annual giving day in, uh, in December. So on Tuesday, December 1st, it's a, typically a national give day, giving day. So, you know, I'm sure folks will see a lot of the nonprofits out there soliciting requests for funding. We're certainly do the same. So we'll have information that we'll push out. Uh, to engage people and, and, and those funds help us. They help us uh, continue forward in terms of around COVID testing and scholarship dollars. And that helps, you know, the two basketball teams and that helps the fall sports, that helps the spring sports. You know, there's a lot of things that, you know, certainly no one would have ever thought to budget for, um, you know, due to COVID. And as we, we look ahead, a lot of the decisions we make um, certainly we'll have some basis, uh, unfortunately, around the budget. So, you know, we do have to look at what does the non-conference men's volleyball schedule look like? You know, are we flying all over the country or are we more regional here doing the same thing that we did around 
basketball. The same thing goes for softball or, or baseball. You know, we've got schedules set up. Will we adjust them? Fall sports, assuming if we move forward and play fall sports, you know, building out their uh, schedules, what, what do those look like? So, you know, all of these things have a lot of layers to them. Uh, so, you know, you've got to really um, work with a lot of people. I mean, I think that's one thing that someone was asking me the other day is, you know, we always partner, we're always, we're teammates, right? We always, you know, in sports, you work with others, but I mean, I, I can honestly tell you, we've probably exhausted every, every opportunity or avenue uh, to get people to, to jump on board and help us out, but we'll, we'll keep looking, looking under every uh, stone for, for folks, um, whether it's through philanthropy and, and donating to the programs, um, or whether it's through the state legislature um, on the budget for uh, the next fiscal year. And um, certainly, um, you know, again, as I, I sit here and say this, I, if, I, if I thought back a year ago and we were sitting here talking right now and you had told me this is what we would be talking about, I would have told you you're crazy. But uh, here we are nonetheless, and we're going to make the best of it. That's our goal. Well, when news about all that information breaks, you are going to be able to find it at the562.org where we've got coverage of everything Long Beach Athletics. Obviously, the newsletter and the Twitter updates and the interactions still there despite not having the games. So make sure you visit the website and hit that subscribe button. And we also wanted to mention Naples Rib Company, sponsor of everything at the562.org and also a sponsor at Long Beach State. Obviously, we need to continue supporting the local businesses that support local sports. So we now welcome on our special guest for the week. She's a red shirt junior on the women's basketball team and slowly creeping up that list of the most LB Fischo appearances. It's Naomi Hunt. Naomi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. Now, now you can answer real. How are you doing? We're always checking in with people we're interviewing on this show. So you're doing okay? All good? Yeah, I'm all good. All right, good. Now, are you staying at home? Are you in the dorms? Are you nearby campus? Um, I'm staying at home. I live like 15 minutes away. Oh, okay. Perfect. So if you're living 15 minutes away, going back and forth, you know, how's that experience been doing the completely original and brand new workouts that you guys have been doing outside? It hasn't really been a problem for me just because there's no traffic really. And it's just like normal. So it's been okay. That's good. How about class? You You doing okay online with your classes? My professors have been assigning a lot of assignments because we've been at home. So that's been hard. But other than that, it's fine. So it's almost more work. Yeah, for sure. It's more work for sure. <laughs> well, it's, uh, what's one of your most challenging classes you're taking right now? Um, I would say digital marketing and media just because it's so new to me. And that's the one where it's more heavy on assignments and the assignments are like difficult. Digital marketing and media. Maybe you can come help the 562.org. We might, we might have a, we might have a job for you over here pretty soon. Is, is that some, is that some stuff you want to get involved in? Yeah, um, that and then also working within like either the NBA or brands like Nike and stuff like that down the road more. Just doing some media for that or marketing for that. What, uh, what made you get interested in that? Like obviously, sneakerhead as a basketball player, right? Yeah, for sure. It's just okay. kind of like came on me yeah yeah you didn't know anybody else who worked in the industry or anything like that no completely original I like it um you know we just mentioned them the outdoor activities obviously they're completely different for you 
when you guys first came back and you're stuck in those little white lined boxes, 10 by 10, 10 feet away, what was your experience like getting back outside and working out with your teammates? Um, I mean, obviously it's been great just seeing everybody in person or like our group in person. Um, but it's definitely been different. Like we can't come into contact with each other. We've just obviously, like you just said, we're apart, which is new. Um, and there has also been a few frustrations in terms of like the fires because the air quality has been bad. The fog in the morning makes the ground slippery. So we can't really run or cut as much. So that's just been some of the, um, the challenges that we've been facing. But other than that, I, I really enjoy like being with our cohort and um, building new I don't know, friendships with our freshmen and incoming players. How do you do that while also say staying socially distant? Uh, doing what? Kind of connecting with your teammates. I mean, how many times do you guys come into the huddle, get a break and all that stuff? You're, you're not doing that stuff outside anymore. Oh, no, we're not. It's just, you know, just like kind of not yelling at each other, but helping each other out from a distance, kind of making jokes in a distance. Um, we have a group chat. So stuff like that really helps. How were you able to work out? You know what I mean? Like, like, did you find it frustrating to be stuck in that box and doing, you know, simple movements without weight and stuff? Or did you enjoy that? Um, I mean, the first day I enjoyed it just being back, but it's been kind of redundant. I'm not going to complain, obviously, because we're back. But um, I just kind of missed the weight component and the like closeness of everything. You've missed some time recently and everybody has been waiting to play basketball again, obviously. And you've been waiting even longer than everybody else with your knee injury. So how are you feeling right now physically? Physically, I felt like 100%, to be honest. I think that um, time off with the, with the virus and everything helped a lot for me. And it didn't, uh, it didn't affect you coming back and doing those workouts, like I was saying, with Laura Teal and her staff, kind of working out by yourself? You didn't feel any limitations? No, not at all. That's great. Now, when they moved to the tennis courts and created those outdoor hoops, how did you feel then? Um, I was excited just to see a basketball, <laughs> to be honest, because it's been so long since I touched <laughs> one. I mean, not touched one, but like been with a group, uh, a Long Beach group and touched a basketball. But um, I mean, like I said before, there's been challenges like the, the fog making the tennis court slippery, um, can't pass to each other really, can't really do a lot of like contact, but at the same time, it's just been nice, like doing some moves, having a coach there telling us what to do. So, I mean, slowly and surely we've been kind of seeing some regularity. Yeah, it is, it is now a little bit more regular, but for you as, you know, as a player who's probably played basketball, as long as you can remember, all of those practices are with a team. Mm -hmm. And now it's kind of more of an individual situation where you're kind of working out there by yourself. Yeah, there's a coach, but you're not really working with your teammates. So on that individual nature of the outdoor courts, I mean, do you enjoy that? Um, yeah, I enjoy it. Just getting some like individual skill work in that's always necessary for basketball players, just kind of miss having a team. But I think the foundation right now that we're focusing on is like skill work. That way we can come back and then bring that all together to the team. So I've been enjoying it so far. Well, shooters shoot. And obviously you need time to shoot by yourself. So you probably enjoyed that as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Getting, getting your stroke back a little bit. Has that been, uh, has that been interesting? Like, are you working at all on changing anything or is it really just trying to get back to the way you were shooting before you got injured? Um, just 
trying to get back to the way I've been shooting. I've found a park that I can go to like on the weekends. That way I can just keep shooting. But yeah, just definitely trying to get my stroke back. Hopefully everybody's going to be back inside and enjoying some sort of regular basketball soon. What do you miss most about being indoors and practicing at Walter Pyramid? I just miss the environment and like just having everybody there, if that makes sense. Just like the energy, the positivity, the environment, like I said, just being in the pyramid because that's what Long Beach State, like that's what you see is the pyramid. So just like having that, I really miss that. You've been around the program long enough to know Coach Cameron pretty well. How's he dealing with this whole situation? He's positive. He's staying positive. Um, he might be stressed. I don't know, but I wouldn't blame him if he was stressed because we are a little bit behind from everybody else, but um, we can't control that. But he's definitely positive. He's radiating positivity on us, and I think that's been great for everybody. It's definitely a time for people to step up. Have you seen anybody else on the roster, maybe somebody that surprised you, kind of emerging as a leader through this tough time? Yeah, um, we did a lot when we weren't allowed to be on campus. We did a lot of like leadership building. And I think everybody pretty much is stepping up in that sense. And there's a few like, I would say like Jasmine Hardy, um, Justina is always a great leader, Makai, Lauren, a lot of the returners and even some of the freshmen have been showing some leadership qualities. So that's, that's always positive. You've also gotten a chance to watch this team play a lot. I mean, unfortunately, because you were injured, but you've gotten a chance to watch them play a lot. So let's fast forward. Let, let's pretend you guys are playing this week. What, what do you think your team should be improving on now that's going to help you guys during the season? What do you see as a key to success this year? Definitely communication. I mean, we're obviously not going to have as many practices as we had in the past. So if that means like we can't really go through our stuff a lot. So if we just communicate, especially the returners, because we know a lot more. So if we just like talk to our teammates on and off the court, that would really help with our success. Absolutely. Communication is key to everything. Speaking of which, we were just talking a little bit earlier about uh, how your family and your friends are reacting to the fact that you guys are kind of the test case for college athletics and what mm -hmm. happens with basketball is really going to control what happens with everybody else. So how's your family feeling about you coming back? I mean, were they a little nervous knowing that you guys were going to be the first ones back on campus or have they been really supportive? Um, I think nervousness has been there. I'm not going to lie. We talked a lot about like what might happen, what might not, who might get the virus, who might not. Um, but nonetheless, they're excited just to see me play again. It's been so long. Um, they're kind of sad they can't go in person, but at the same time, they're just like, I just miss watching you guys play. So they're definitely excited. Have you felt a difference emotionally, like in your mental health now that you're back with your teammates, working out outside, getting the ball in your hands a little bit? Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, I don't know. I've just been more positive. It's hard going to practice, obviously, and you can't practice, but you're still with your team. But now that I'm actually like in it and with my team at the same time, it's more um, I guess it's more of a positive thing for me. Have you been watching a lot of basketball dur during the, uh, during the pandemic and the break and all that stuff in the bubble? Yes. The Lakers only. Yes. Uh, Lakers only. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I like it. Uh, you know, obviously this year has been full of emotion and I don't need to list the reasons why, but how were you feeling when, uh, when the Lakers finally got back and won a championship again? Honest, I've almost cried. 
I'm not gonna lie, I almost cried, but I'm, I was happy for them. Just everything, you know, Kobe, the, everything like you mentioned is too much to kind of go through, but um, I think they were the team, the one team out of everybody who deserved it the most. I think you're absolutely right. And it's okay to cry, Naomi, you can, you can cry. I'll, I'll admit that I cried happy, sad, and emotional tears for both the Lakers and the Dodgers championships. Yeah. It, it was a long wait. We waited a long time. We earned it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, we also suffered through the Robert Sacre years. So, you know, we, mm-hmm. we, can, we, we share that as well. Uh, yeah. what, do you, what do you think? AD comes back next year? We do it all again? Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah? Yes. There's I'll, no I'll, question about it. I, I love that energy. I love it. Naomi, obviously nobody would be where they are without the help of their family and friends. Is there anybody you'd like to shout out today who has really helped you get through the last few months? Yeah, um, I mean, everybody, like my mom, my dad, my brother, um, just a few friends from high school and like my cohort because I see them every day. So Jasmine, Savannah, Pat, Danelle, and Imani. Good stuff. Thank you so much for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Uh, Best of luck out there and hopefully we'll be seeing each other again soon. Thank you so much. Thanks again to Naomi Hunt for stopping by. We're going to get out of here, but before we do, our new segment at the end of these shows is just big shouts. We got to let people know that we love them, we see them, and we respect them. So, Andy, do you got a shout this week for somebody special? I do. I'm going to give a shout out to one of our coaches. I know is you know you're not supposed to play favorites, but this is more about just giving a shout out to 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 Alan Knight. Uh, I've been pinging off of him some some ideas and some things that that can help us get up and running and some opportunities here in the community. And Coach Knight is, is unbelievable. He is a consummate team player. It's not just about the men's volleyball program. Um, he cares about all of our, our teams and, and, and all the folks in, involved in it. So I want to give a shout out to Coach Knight and tell him uh, I love him and I appreciate him. And uh, what he's been helping me with, I'm, I'm very grateful for. That's a great one. I'm going to go a little bit wider. And I know we're recording this on Monday and something is happening on Tuesday. So I just wanted to shout out everybody who voted. I don't care what you voted for or how you voted. Just way to go if you voted. We all need to do it. We all need to stay educated. I am now so much more educated on things like dialysis and real estate because I voted than I ever would have been if I didn't. So keep yourself in the know. Get out there and vote. Make sure you're involved in your local communities because that's what we're about. It's what we're about at 562.org. It's what Long Beach State Athletics is about. It's about community. And even though we're separated right now, we can still feel a little bit connected when we share an experience like that or an experience like listening to the LB Fee Show every other week. So thank you to producer Roger for putting this thing together every other week. Andy, obviously, thank you for having us to host the show. We will talk again in two weeks and hopefully, fingers crossed, have some good news. Take care, Long Beach.